Good evening, or in other countries, good morning, good afternoon. Hi, this is Keisha uh, Bear. <laughs> kind of changed the name of this podcast to Daily Talk, or try to be Daily Talk. I know I haven't been broadcasting in a while. Um, I've been busy with work and busy being a single mom. Um, I've been a little bit stressed out, so, and I've been thinking of things of what to record. So, I'm going to record how I became pregnant with my daughter. I know this broadcast was called A Life of a Single Mother. Um, So, ever since I was little, I've always wanted to get married and have a family but (laughs) that didn't happen starting a family yes getting married no (laughs) I was once engaged when I was 21 years old didn't fall through with my daughter's father at all which that's a blessing (laughs) but um let's see I was 20 and when I met my daughter's father he was 21 uh we met online people all you women and men are like oh god that's crazy jeez that's gonna be a disaster (laughs) we met on an app called meet me we did not meet on christian mingle we did not meet on plenty of fish or eHarmony or match we met on meet me which is it's an app dating app slash meet friends people use it for hookups I'll admit, had a couple hookups <laughs> before I met my daughter's father. Um, so it was it was crazy. <laughs> um, we've had both had traumatic passes, so we connect pretty easily over that um, and stuff like that. Uh, we both went through the child system, and we both wanted to settle. We both saw eye to eye on things and <laughs> boom, we all decided, oh my gosh, I want a kid. <laughs> and um, I think our first night of us sleeping together <laughs> was in my sister's living room because I was living with her at this time and her kids and my mother. And my mom and I, we shared the living room together. I thought she was a sound asleep. <laughs> because of the way she snores so I thought she was a sound asleep and you know on my period horny as hell him being a guy horny too um so we started making love in the living room and then we took it outside of my sister's back patio and finished out there and then went back into the living room my mom was not happy she told me the next morning she's like i heard you guys all night long <laughs> like embarrassed as hell and she's like telling my brother oh yeah your sister got laid because i heard her all night long <laughs> And yeah, and he stayed the night because he was coming to my nephew's birthday party with me at a swimming pool, indoor pool, swimming pool place, and whatever. And he was meeting the rest of the family. And we moved along pretty quickly. Um, within a month of dating, we were just like, oh my gosh, this is going to last forever. We're gonna last forever. Let's get engaged and stuff like that. Um, the same month of that, I when I turned twenty one, I found out I had a feeling I was pregnant because I was always not feeling good. Certain things made me not made me sick. My breasts were starting to be tender and everything, and I just want wasn't waking up feeling good. And stuff like that. But <laughs> um, I turned 21. I'm like, yay, 21. Boohoo, alcohol. <laughs> um, my boyfriend at that time, my daughter's father, took me to 
the bar for the first time. I didn't know what to order because I never had alcohol until I turned 21. I was a good kid. Didn't try to sneak alcohol before I was 21 or anything. <laughs> I know. You gotta eat tissue. You alcohol virgin. <laughs> right? <laughs> um. Well, I decided I didn't know what to drink. So I asked him, I was like, what's good for someone that's never drank alcohol before? He's like, well, try a vodka and raspberry. I was like, okay, okay. Vodka raspberry with cranberry juice. Okay, okay, I'll try that. So I tried that, and it was pretty good. I drank half of it because, again, I wasn't feeling good. But I thought, uh, it's just upset stomach. I'm turning 21. Duh, duh. I didn't get much sleep the night before. And stuff like that. And I wasn't feeling good on the 4th at all. And... We were going to a friend's house afterwards, and I was really sick. I don't know if it was the heat that got to me. I was puking. I took a pregnancy test. It was negative and stuff. So on my fiance's birthday was the 23rd, I had my 21st checkup. I, you know, I asked him, you know, I haven't been on my period for half of the month for 23 days. Is that possible if I could take a pregnancy test? I took a pregnancy test of mine, and he's turning 22, it's his 22 birthday, and his friend's over, his family's over, and I'm having my 21st checkup, took my pregnancy test, and it came back as a whopping positive, and I was like, holy crap, <laughs> I was like, can you put this in a bio bag so I can take it home, and give it to my boyfriend as a birthday gift today, it's a birthday gift birthday and she's like that's good that's a really weird gift to give your boyfriend how long have you been seeing him i'm like it's been a month <laughs> a whole month <laughs> and the doctor looked at me like oh wow <laughs> like yeah i met him online instant connection engage boom <laughs> love at first sight um <laughs> So, I actually stopped <laughs> Dollar Tree afterwards. I didn't tell a lot of people I was pregnant or anything. Um, the doctor guessed that I was about eight weeks. So, well, I guess it would have been dating him for almost two months. That's what she estimated about eight weeks. But I didn't find out I was eight weeks pregnant until August 8th. So... That's when I was definitely eight weeks then. But anyway, um, I came back home, put it in a bag, wrote a card. I also had another gift too, just in case <laughs> for him. Um, so we opened the gift. Um, his reaction wasn't what I expected. He was happy, but I wasn't expecting him to walk out the apartment. <laughs> and go for a walk I didn't know if it was a good walk or a bad need to go for a walk at all his friend went with him um, he was a little bit drunk um, but I couldn't tell if it was good or bad that I was pregnant and it was his birthday <laughs> at the same time so it was I was excited. He turned out to be excited. Um, the next morning, he explained to me, you know, I was excited. I wasn't expecting it as a birthday present. I mean, you can bring it this fast. Um, because he knew I was with somebody else before him. But I tried to explain to him. I told the other guy, you know, you need to get off. I can't do this no more. I, I literally... I got bored of the sex right away. I was like, dude, get off of me. So I know it wasn't the other guy before him. I know it wasn't his kid at all. For a while, he did doubt it for a while. Um, he did go to some of my doctor's appointments and everything. But not all. He was excited that the failed the baby movements to find out she was a girl and everything and he took care of me took care of the baby was there 
come with my morning sickness and he cooked he didn't cook chicken and meat in front of me for the first couple of weeks because I couldn't stand the smell during my first and second trimester I couldn't stand it at all and if he was going to he would like air freshen everything <laughs> and stuff but um it was it was pretty good but I think what started hitting rock bottom the further I got along in my pregnancy the more it became realistic to him and that there was a human being inside of me and we were definitely becoming parents and we're gonna have a responsibility so there was not always gonna be going to the bars getting drunk hanging out with friends getting drunk hanging out with friends all the time and spending your money on alcohol and other things and that we're gonna actually have to save and buy things for the baby um then things hit rock bottom. We got into fights. Got kicked out of my sister's house. Got kicked out of his house. Went to my sister's. Left her house because we started fighting and everything. And I went to go stay with him. And I couldn't stay with him. I had to find somewhere else to go. And my last resort was Tijuana, Mexico with my dad. So that's where I stayed for my last few months. Until I was 41 or 42 weeks. And um, it was hard being a part of so uh, far apart from someone you really love and you're having a baby with and you're emotional, you're all hormonal. And every day I'm writing my diary, oh my gosh, what if he's cheating on me? Because I know he's known for that. He's done it while I was pregnant. Um, what if he's cheating on me and stuff? And and it turned out he really did cheat on me. And I was about a month, four weeks away from having our kid. Found out he was dating an 18-year-old um, who was very spoiled. Very, very spoiled. Um, she reached out to me. When I had my daughter at 42 weeks, uh, the only reason it took that long was I was induced and everything. It took that long because and I went to California to have my baby. I went to Chula Vista, and I didn't have a primary care doctor, so I had to wait post-term or until the baby's ready. And the baby was Becca. My daughter Becca is what I named her. Um, she was being stubborn. She was getting close to being ready. I was... A fingernail, one centimeter dilated, but in pain. So they um, they had told me, you know, come in the morning shift, new shift and everything. And that they should admit, admit you into the hospital. And I was like, okay. And that's what we did. My dad and his girlfriend and his friend. Her friend, they admitted me into the hospital and everything. And... Um, after being 72 hours in labor, his girlfriend reached out. After I just popped out a brand new baby life, <laughs> um, he, she reached out to me. Get. Who are you talking to? He reached out to me and said, hey, um, I wouldn't, I would appreciate you, um, not texting my boyfriend. Let me share the F word in there, F bomb and everything. Um, leave him alone. He's with me now. Blah blah blah. And I was like, excuse me. I just spent 72 hours almost. Almost 72 hours in labor with his child. I have every reason to be messaging him and sending pictures of his baby girl who arrived, who he cannot come and see because he's on probation and stuff because it's too close to Mexico. And I remember after she sent me that, I broke down crying. You know, I just had a baby and everything. And I was so emotional. I was crying and everything. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I just delivered a baby by myself. I had no one beside me. 
me and the nurse and that was it literally I had no one and most people that get ready to have a baby they have their mom their partner or spouse or someone a family member there but no I messed that all up and I end up having my daughter alone but I was glad the nurse was there to tell me, you know, push, breathe in, breathe out. You're going to be okay. You're doing this. You got this, mama. You're not alone. We're here to help. And I remember my dad's girlfriend's friend um, and her family came in to see the baby and me and check how I was doing. And they were like asking me, you know, what's going to be her last name. And I remember getting an emotional argument with them. You know, I am giving her father, her father's last name. Well, well, why are you giving her the father's last name? You know, uh, he's not here. He's with his other girlfriend. He cheated on you. He doesn't deserve to have that girl's last name. And I just broke down crying because I'm like, but that's still her father. That's still his blood. That's still his DNA in there. And I want to know that she has a part of that. She already has the name I wanted to give her. I named her basically myself. And he just agreed on it, on the first name and the middle name. I named my daughter Rebecca. Um, It's not... It's spelled R-E-B-E-K-A-H. Her middle name is Maria. I gave her my grandmother's name. Who passed away back in 2010 on my father's side. I gave her her middle name to my daughter. That's her middle name as well. And of course she has her dad's last name is Hinkle. But got into emotional battle with it and I asked them to please leave so did the nurse because I was being too emotionally upset and that's not good for me and the baby and I I know I should have gave her now I know I should have gave her my last name because I'm having a tough time with the father trying oh, to co-parent for the last four years almost five years now um, cause him and I were together for two years and five months. Um, we're together before he, I got pregnant and we're together, got together after my daughter was born, after I came back to live with him from Mexico, after I came back from Mexico, we got back together. Um, from there I was with him for two years. And things just started not getting better. Things were better for a while. But him and I will argue all the time. He'll argue with me. Why does she cry so much? Why is she crying? What's wrong with her? I'm like, she's either hungry or she went to the bathroom. I'm like, and she wants to be whole. She wants attention. And it was just an ongoing battle with him. And for a while, I had postpartum depression I was breastfeeding at the time I was continuing trying to breastfeed but she got hooked on milk because I got sick really bad I had like 106 temperature so and I was on antibiotics so I couldn't breastfeed her so my dad bought us some milk in Mexico and everything when I lived in Mexico at the time um this is after I was born after she was born and I did majority of everything on my own for a while. I mean, her dad was there to help me off and on when he can. Then I got a job, and then he became the primary babysitter during the day while I work. And she came on formula and everything, got back on, you know, the wig and everything, got back on the right uh, health insurance and everything. And things were starting to look up everything by financially supporting her and everything everything was always on track with that but our relationship was not on track it was rocky edgy bumpy and everything we did have our good moments and everything and everything but we always argued a lot because i've 
picked up my slack, I think, more than he has. And I get blamed for Becca, our daughter, always had to be taken care of by somebody else. And that's not me at all. I was at work the time he was babysitting. So if he's letting people take care of her, it was on his on his terms, on his time to watch her because I was working. And so that's the story of how I got pregnant and everything. Um, but it's hard to co-parent with someone that just doesn't want to grow up. And now that she's five, now he wants to start getting his act together. Um, to me, it's kind of a little bit too late because she has learned kind of to live without him. And I'm friends with this wonderful guy, wonderful, wonderful guy. Yeah, we had a fling here and there, kind of still do. But my daughter adores him to death. She gets mad when him and I just hang out and when he comes over at night and we go talk or whatever in our spot. And she gets upset. <laughs> She's like, you didn't take me. You're going to die. You're going to his house. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just adult time. We just want to hang and talk. But she adores him. She's like, he's my best friend, not yours. <laughs> and I think, like, she looks up to him because he pays attention to her. When he's over, he interacts with her. He talks to her, tries to play with her, tries to get her to open up her shell and everything. Goes outside and plays soccer if we're outside. Or plays a hiding, not hiding a suit, but peekaboo or something or... You know, or just talk to her, ask questions. Like when we went to the mall, I have anxiety, really bad anxiety. We went into Hot Topic to buy my niece something because she wanted something from there. She's into Harley Quinn and everything. She wanted a Harley Quinn backpack. And I don't know where a whole bunch of people just started coming in and shopping because I had a nice sale, big sale and everything. And my daughter wanted everything. She was touching everything, wanted everything. Of course, she's a five-year-old. She wants to touch, 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 touch. Donovan's like, hey, I see that you're getting ready to have an anxiety attack. Your anxiety's flaring up. Do you want me to take her outside the store in the hallway and walk her around, give her a piggyback ride, keep her occupied while you pay for this? And I was like, yes, please, thank you. From that moment, I started to calm down a little bit, and I just smiled. And I'm like, shoot, if her dad was here, him and I would be arguing who gets to take the kid out <laughs> and stuff and who gets to stay in the store to help <laughs> my niece pay for something. And it's just so nice to have someone that's so good with kids, even though they're young and don't have kids of their own, but it's good with them. You know what I mean? So it was just a huge relief for me. And I thanked him. I'm like, thank you. Thank you very much. And, like, she's very comfortable with him. She likes him a lot. Um, her dad does not like him very much, but who cares? He has a girlfriend, and I don't really appreciate his girlfriend either because she likes to cross boundaries. Um... I went over it with him, and I thought maybe he'll go over it with her. But anyway, his, I accept that, you know, he's going to see other people. My daughter's going to be around that, and that's fine. But he needs to accept that I'm going to be seeing other guys, and they're going to be around my daughter, even though if we even start as friends, if they're not my boyfriend right away. You know what I mean? They're going to be my friend first. So I'm going to introduce her as my friend. No, this is my friend. And stuff. And not say, oh, he's my boyfriend. No. Because usually boyfriends don't last very long. And it's going to break the kid's heart when they leave. <laughs> so that's how I introduced him to her. And her to him. Oh, this is my friend, Donna and Donna. And this is my daughter. Duh. Boom. 
So yeah, and they're very close. She likes to make him crafts and everything. And he's just an amazing person. I'm very thankful. I wish I would have met him five years ago. <laughs> Trust me, five years ago. I wish I would have met him. And because he's just amazing. He has helped me grow as a person. Um and grow some balls. <laughs> he taught me how to grow some damn balls. Um, how to be happier in life. To love your life. Love yourself. Be yourself. Take, um, throw away all the negative. Stay positive and everything. He's just such a great guy. And I will have him on my podcast here. We'll be doing probably uh, debates on... He's a... I'm a christian spiritualist and he's more of a scientific person science person so him and i will probably dispute about the bible here and there on the spiritual level and he of course will backfire it with science (laughs) and that's one of our things that we do when we hang out at night is debate and stuff and talk about the world stuff how our life is what is life what are what's our dreams? What's our goals? He's just an amazing person just to talk to and be friends with. Um, so I know I didn't begin with prayer, so I'm gonna end with prayer this time. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this broadcast. Sorry that I took so long. I just had so much on my mind and so much going on. The heat, being a single mom working trying to support be the supporter and the provider the only supporter um, provider i am for my daughter right now even though her father tries to help but doesn't usually follow through or pull through um lord thank you for giving me the strength every day to get up in the morning to go to work do what i need to do to support this wonderful beautiful child that you gave me Uh, five years ago on the 23rd of July, when you've told me, a boom, baby in the oven. <laughs> um, Lord, I appreciate everything you do. Thank you, thank you for giving me another day. And I cherish it every day, and I try to stay positive every day. Lord, and thank you for my family. Thank you for my viewers and listeners and my five audience that I do have. <laughs> Um, Lord, I'm just so grateful and blessed to be alive every day, to wake up and just be able to inhale the fresh air and exhale air every day. And Lord, and I just love you so much. Thank you for giving, for giving me for all my transgressions and sins and everything. Lord, I pray that you watch over everybody and keep them safe during this pandemic, Lord. And provide them with everything they need through this hard time that I've been coming against everybody's households and everything. Um, Help them financially, spiritually, emotionally, and bring some positivity into their life. And keep the negativity, negativity away from them and everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I will try to get one in, another one in tomorrow night. I am not for sure, but I would try. It just depends on how tired I am because tomorrow is the first. Uh, so uh, I work at Walmart, and I'm a personal shopper. So food stamps and everything. So a lot of people will be ordering a lot of food. So it just depends how tired I am because I do get off at five tomorrow so I will try my best if not I will write out what I want to talk about next time all right have a great morning great day great evening and great night see ya good evening or good afternoon here from Portland Oregon hi my name's Keisha um Sorry, I haven't been on for a while. Everyone in my family, including me, got COVID-19. So we've been dealing with that here for the past few weeks and stuff. So yeah, we all have been quarantined here. 
But I just want to say hello and wondering how everyone's doing. I just got another country and not just people in the United States are listening. People are in Germany are listening too. Thank you very much, ladies in Germany. Um, today, it's just going to be a random talk day. I want to talk, uh, hit points on a couple of things today. Um, but first, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for healing everyone in my family who's getting over COVID-19. A lot of us have gotten it, and we are slowly recovering, but surely getting there, being healthy. Um, Lord, thank you for protecting us while we went on our short little trip to relax as we get over COVID-19 and everything. And because we've all been cooped up at the house. Um, Lord, thank you for all the beautiful things you have uh, given us in this world. The ocean, the sand, the trees, the air, the birds, the sun, the sky, and everything. And I, Lord, thank you. And I hope this podcast will touch somebody today. In Jesus' name, amen. Um... We're going to get in a little bit personal mode and a little bit, um, stuff like that. Um, when I was definitely a teenager, um, I was very suicidal as a teenager. Um, my mom sucked. I had PTSD, I have anxiety, um, I'm depression. I'm pretty sure now I... So I see a doctor, I'm pretty sure they're going to diagnose me with bipolar 2. Because I'm pretty sure I'm bipolar. One day I'm good. The next day I'm a bitchy person. <laughs> I'm a monster. And, and then a few, an hour later, so I'm fine. So I'm pretty sure I'm bipolar. But I'll go get that diagnosed. Um, but um, that's going through high school. I was suicidal. Very depressed, adopted kid. Parents didn't really want anything. Had it pretty bad. And stuff like that. Um, I wrote in my journal all the time how I felt worthless all the time. And, you know, I just had to find my place of peace in my mind. In my mind. It took me a while to find it, and here and there, I still feel like sometimes, oh, I'm not worth nothing, but I know that I am. And my place of peace is usually when I'm one with myself, usually when I'm talking to God anywhere, even if it's just writing in my journal to God, and I do have a journal that I write for to God. Um, I bought it at a con- church concert um, from Royal Dale's concert. Um, the journal says you say on it. Um, I do write a lot into it to God about my boy men problems, um, daily day life, my struggles, and ways that I, uh, I, that's the way I talk to him. Because I'm not very good at praying one-on-one to him by myself in my head. Um, so I write it down. Um, I know he hears it as I write it. Um, but I write a lot of things, and I find found out that my peace of mind, my place that takes me to peace of mind, is usually the beach, around the ocean waves, sand, the feel of the sand, uh, the touch of the waves, or... Um, Anywhere, a river, anywhere that's outdoorsy, away from the city and away from a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Basically, uh, so I could just clear my mind, get one with nature, one with God, and one with myself. Um, I know I'm not a perfect Christian at all. I've struggled ever since I was 13 is when I first accepted Christ in my life. I did it for my adopted parents because they're hardcore Christians, and I was afraid if I didn't accept them, become a hardcore Christian, then they won't accept me as a family member because they already gave me a hard time of changing my last name to their last name. So I was like, you know, I'll do this for them, except Jesus Christ. I remembered scriptures, and I remember scripture and everything. 
that hit meaning to me as I got older. I got baptized for myself at 16. I started wanting it to do for myself. And then when they kept pressuring me to do stuff that I wasn't ready to discover yet, I kind of winged away from Christianity. I kind of hung out with my friends more um, from my public school than I did with people from my church. Um, as I got older and got kicked out from my adopted parents' house at the age of 18, while I was still in high school. I was just finishing up high school my senior year. Um, I grew stranger, more of a stranger to God than toward, stronger towards him. I hardly went to church at all. Hardly communicated with people that went to the same church as I did. And I, it's still like that today. But I have, have, have a spiritual belief. Like, I know he exists. I know he's there. I know there's a heaven and hell. Um, but I felt like I wasn't doing it for me. Now that I'm 27, I kind of realize, you know, I, the reason I struggled was because I didn't have faith in God as much as I should have. Give him credit for um, so every time I watch God is Not Dead, um, movie series, I want to get closer and closer to God my, for myself, not for nobody else, but for myself. And it, it's amazing. It's lately he's been opening my eyes to things that I didn't notice before. And now that I have a five-year-old girl, daughter, I want her to see, uh, I want to explain to her Jesus and everything, but it's hard for me to teach a child when I'm still learning on my own, still learning myself, um, for myself. Like I said before, I always did it because my adopted parents thought what they would want me to do. And I love the scripture. I read Genesis at least twice. I read Revelations. That book scares the shit. Scares the whole jeebie-jeebies out of me. <laughs> um, and I read Matthew. I read Acts. Um, I read a lot of books in the Bible and everything. And a great book by C.S. Lewis is Mere Christianity. That book hit me hard in Sunday school. In my high school Sunday school class. That hit me hard. That hit me hard. It was a really good book and I really loved it. But find your place of peace. It could be a certain room in your house. It could be in your backyard. It could be gardening. It could be anything. As long as it makes you peace of mind. gives you clear thinking and no stress at all. You're not stressing about or having anxiety about something. Or it's just... Somewhere that you feel one with yourself, one with God, if you're a Christian. It's, it just makes you feel one as whole again. It's insane, you know? You feel insane. Um, when I go to the beach or the river or I'm outdoors, away from people, away from the city, I'm or even hike in the nature park or something, I feel one with myself, one with my soul one with God because you know he created nature and everything created everything and I just feel myself again when I feel like I'm not feeling myself like I'm letting my mental health get to me I'm letting other negative people get to me and everything get in my head and start lashing out people that shouldn't be lashing out because they didn't do nothing wrong to me at all So, I lash, and it hurts my feelings after a while. I'm like, why did I lash out at this person? This person didn't do nothing wrong with to me. I met at someone else, and it just builds up, and I just need a break. So, I go off somewhere, or take a small trip, or just stay to myself for a little while, write in my book, my journal to God, and everything. And it's the same way with relationships. If you're in a relationship and you just need a break from it, go on a little trip to the river, 
to a wild resort or something, you know, a wild park or something. Go for a nature walk, just take a break and think about your relationship, the cons and pros and everything. Um, that's what I do when I'm struggling a lot. Because I used to think God doesn't hear me because I've strayed away from him a little bit. I haven't been walking on the narrow path with him at all. It's like a jagged path. But sometimes I feel like he's not listening. I have people like, oh, he's listening to you. He is. He's just showing you tough love and stuff like that. Um... Again, I want you guys to send me voice messages if you have questions or anything or stuff you want me to cover or like to hear and that you may be going through that I could probably answer or help you out with. Because we all go through stuff. We're human. We're not perfect. Um, and everything. But yeah, find your place of peace. Mine's nature. Mine's being out of the city. Mine's being away from people. <laughs> um, it's just easier for me that way to find myself, regain myself, search myself, do a reality check on myself. Um, yeah, it's just because I've been through craziness, COVID stuff, um, cold parenting stuff, guy trouble, guy can't make up his mind what he wants, or who he wants, um, daddy, baby daddy issues, cold parenting issues, just life issues been going on, I just gave me anxiety, made my mental, I mainly made me have a mental breakdown, until I took a day at the beach, with some family but my daughter was there and just peace of mind hearing the seagulls hearing the waves feeling the touch of the sand the water crushing up on my ankles just closed my eyes and just hummed a little sweet christian song and i was starting to feel better starting to feel one with myself one with god one with the creation he made and everything I know I haven't been on lately but I'm trying to be on as much as I can I know the title says daily talk but I couldn't think of any other names that are not taken <laughs> or anything but yeah if you are struggling with mental health suicidal don't be afraid to talk to somebody about it i talk to my best friend all the time even though we both have different issues mentally and different backgrounds we still were able to talk to each other about it and not judge one another about it at all so i am a safe zone here so if you want to voice message me or anything or message me at all, I will create a Facebook page for it if I have to, and you can message me on the Facebook page. It'll be the same name as the podcast, but it'll be Casey's Real Talk. Real Talk. It's Real Talk. Real world stuff. It's no fancy fancy color coat, sugar coat it. It is as it is. <laughs> And yes, I was very suicidal back when I was in high school. I cut myself at the age of 22. I just stopped seeing a therapist about it. And he helped me through that. I was a cutter. I cut all my legs where people can't see upper thighs. Um, shoulders I didn't wear. Inner sides of my shoulders I didn't wear much cutoffs at all until now. Um... I thought about hanging myself a couple of times when I was 17 years old because I didn't feel uh, nourishment or love from a parent at all growing up. So I just felt like I didn't have a worth in the, in the world. Like I couldn't find my worth anywhere for a while. Um, 
always got in arguments with my adopted parents. I became a rebel, I guess they called me. In front of my siblings, a rebel. I rebelled. I didn't listen. But they knew I was struggling. I had PTSD and everything else and depression. I was struggling. I felt like they didn't understand me or they didn't want to take time to understand me. So they hired like a whole bunch of therapists and psychologists and family therapy and stuff. But I felt like they didn't want to try to understand or understand at all on how my brain works or how my brain thinks or anything. So I always thought, like, always thought of suicidal. Always thought about hanging myself when I was, like I said, in high school and stuff like that. But I had a couple of friends, you know, that were there for me, that talked me out of it, that were there, that understood me, took time to understand my mental health and everything. And I hung around them a lot. I was always at their house. They were like a second family to me. Always at their house and everything. Hardly at home on the school nights. <laughs> always at their house on the weekends. Friday through Sunday. <laughs> and I just felt that they took time to understand me and what was going on in my life. Other than my adopted parents, they just sent me to therapy. Be like, talk to them. They'll understand you. <laughs> They'll get you. They'll pick through your brain and know what's wrong. Yeah, I know they get paid to do that. But it's always good to understand. Have someone at home to talk to, too. To confide in somebody at home, not just with someone you pay for an hour. For half an hour to an hour. Sitting on the couch explaining what's going on in their life. And stuff. I just felt like they didn't want to take the time for that. And sometimes I do struggle with am I am with anything because of mental abuse I have had from my daughter's father. Enormous a time of mental abuse, telling me I'm not worth nothing. I'm this. I'm that. Without me, wouldn't have this. Da da da. da. And stuff like that made me feel like I can do anything on my own. I always had to rely on it. And that wasn't right either. So if any of you ladies or gentlemen trying to get some men, try not to reach out just to ladies. This goes for men too. We all have our mental issues. Sometimes we don't even understand our own mental issues. And we do have moments of breakdown. Doesn't mean that you need to go check yourself into a mental institution or a hospital or anything. There's ways. Like, um, not too long ago, I had an anxiety attack. Um, it made me feel nauseous. When I'm sleeping, I can hear my mind arguing with itself and stuff. And I just felt sick and everything. And I was worried. And... I got out of it on my own to need to go check myself into the hospital at all because it's just an anxiety attack. There was something on my mind I was worried about in my mind. I needed to sort it out. And I did. I listened to calm music. I stopped stressing about it. Took a nice shower. Lukewarm shower. Not hot shower, but lukewarm shower. Semi-cold because it was a hot day. And got nauseous when I got nauseous, got sick when I got sick, because it also upset in my stomach, so I got out of it, I was better the next day, I was fine, I was fine later that night into the next day, and since then I haven't had an anxiety attack, and it's happened Saturday night, and I'm doing just fine now, um, I was worried about some stuff, I'm not worried about it anymore, and it's just, it's just the way of life. We all have issues in our life, and we all need that great person to talk to. I have a few of them. If you ever need someone, like I said, ladies, gentlemen, don't be afraid to voice message me. I share the link on Facebook and everything. So don't be afraid to voice message me. I'll answer your question as soon as I can. Like I said, I will set up a Facebook page. Mental health is important. It's very important. Our soul is important.
and everything. And I don't know why God created mental illnesses or anything, but we all have that free will when Adam and Eve decided to eat the fruit of uh, good and evil, knowledge of good and evil. So we all have free will. And and stuff. So if anyone's going through any depression, I have depression, I have PTSD, I have anxiety, um, depression bipolar, I'm pretty sure I'm bipolar myself. So if anybody needs anything on those topics to talk to, experience, or how I feel. And everything. So we just got to keep our hopes up and everything. And, and we all know mental health is a serious thing. We all need to stick together. So if you have someone you trust, talk to them. You know, someone that you really trust. Someone that won't go around and talk shit behind your back about your mental problems or anything. You know what I mean? Find someone you can really trust to talk to your, about your mental health with. Um, like I talked to my friend, I can't name him because I didn't get his permission to. Um, I talk to him all the time. We made it, we have an inside joke, I'm like, shoot, I should just pay you to be my therapist. We'd be the cheapest therapist I've ever paid for. <laughs> How about we go out for drinks and, pay, and play pool? My treat, thank you for listening to me. <laughs> Even you can message me, I'll set up a Facebook page for us um you all can message me and everything ask me questions keep in touch and everything and i will link my podcast to my facebook page and everything i just want to get this podcast going and help as many people as i can and everything so until next time have a good day have a good evening have a good afternoon have a good night Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for all the blessings you give us and everyone. I hope this touched someone and and reaches someone, and then hopefully they'll reach out to someone they can touch and heal. Um, Lord, I hope this touched somebody, someone that needs help like I needed help. Um, Lord, thank you for watching over me and my family, especially me and my daughter. Thank you for taking care of us. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone. Once again, I will try to record something tomorrow, if not Thursday. Um, have a great evening, great night, great afternoon, great morning. God bless everyone. Bye.